Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to a very exciting edition of TC Live. It was quarterfinal Thursday in Winston-Salem for the men and in Chicago and Cleveland for the women. But all eyes are turning toward New York City with only four days to go until the start of the 2021 U.S. Open. On tonight's show, we'll get you all the highlights from all three of the hardcourt tune-ups and as we look ahead to the Open, one question dominating the women's side. Can anyone beat Barty? We'll talk about it. And our new Tennis Channel colleague, Jeannie Bouchard. She plays tennis, she does television, and now she's found yet another talent, as if that wasn't enough. Hi, everybody. Welcome into our Tennis Channel studio here in Santa Monica. I'm Rob Simulcare, Prakash Amritraj, and our brand-new colleague, two-time Grand Slam doubles champion, so, Vania King, why am I so How are you? Welcome <laughs> Good, to the show. You. How are you doing? I am so excited to be here. Uh, this is a great team, and this is a guy that I've known longer than Carlos Alcaraz has been alive. I've that's known this right. guy for decades. That's right. I mean, that's a young boy over there, but we certainly have some history, me and Vanya. Glad to be working with you over here, as opposed to where we were working together before, which was in the dungeon, as we like to call it, of the great Ken Matsuda, one of the great trainers of the game. Work with our Jim Courier, Kay Nishikori, Maria Sharapova, Michael Chang, just to name a few. But uh, we did some uh, beastly workouts. I would say you lasted better than I did, but we had some oh. fun down there. No, that would, that's not true at all. Ken used to threaten me that I'd have to work out with Prakash <laughs> if I didn't do well. So, you know, I, and I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I get the feeling your workouts went pretty well, basically. Both we, of you guys. We, we yes. did well together. We, we had both did pretty we well. Clearly the results were impressive. So, Vanya, welcome to TC Live. It's Thank great to have you, so you here. Much. And uh, you've had a busy day of calling matches. And we'll go down to the first match of our night, the first match of the night session down in Winston-Salem. It was Francis Tiafo getting off to a good start against Michael Emer. And then things got a little bit different for Tiafo as the night went on. It was unfortunate. I was looking for a really big week from Francis here. Great atmosphere. Crowd seemed to be behind him. Had that amazing win over Andy Murray, which really seemed to mean a lot to him. Started off well in that first set, pretty neck and neck, and then played a great breaker. You could see him getting the crowd involved. But all of a sudden in the second set, really started toning down the balls he was going for, chasing after, and that really seemed to continue here in the third set. In the early goings, there seemed to be some tight points, but after that, it just seemed like Emer continued to pull away. And then we never see this from Francis. All of a sudden threw in some underhand serves at inopportune moments, and some serving volleys of some fairly weak first serves. Like I, I wonder if Francis was feeling okay. I, I know it was hot over there, but I don't know. Didn't seem like he was yeah, at 100%. Another perfect example right there. And so Michael Emer advances from Sweden. His first career tour-level semifinal, a big win for him. But Vanya, what did you see from Tiafo as that match, you know, really things changed for him in that second set? Yeah, well, I have to say first that he was so impressive in the first set. I mean, his backhand is the best that I've ever seen. I like that he's hitting that close stance. He's staying turned longer. 
I, you know, it, it was rough watching the second and third set. You know, definitely something was off. Um, I heard from Winston-Salem that, you know, he might have been suffering with some cramps in the third set. And uh, he's got U.S. Open to look forward to. You know, he's got to make sure that he takes care of his body. And now he's got a great opportunity. He's got some matches under his belt. Again, great level. And uh, he's looking forward to New York. Yeah, these tournaments right before Grand Slams. Always a factor, Prakash, how players are thinking about their preparation for the next week. 100%. And Francis is coming in with a bit of confidence right now. He's had some nice wins over the hardcore season. Took out Shapovalov in Canada, which should make him feel quite good. So I think he's gearing up for a big U.S. Open. I believe he takes on a qualifier in the first round. So it's easy to sometime let your mind wander to the next big event. But, uh, again, body primary thing you got to take care of. All right. Well, speaking of folks thinking about next week, Pablo Carreño Busta, the number one seed in North Carolina, getting close to the top ten. Here he is taking on Ivashka. Well, listen, Ivashka's been having one heck of a season here. He's been putting up a lot of wins on the board. He's already taken out Zverev and Varinka this year. And today he added a pretty big scalp to his list. Carreño Busta's coming in in hot form. We know he plays well on hard courts, made the semis of the U.S. Open, and uh, also a bronze medalist in Tokyo this year. So this first set really played a big role here. Uh, as we talked about, it's hot over there. And the fact that Ivashka squeezed that out, I think perhaps it, it plays as a different match if he loses that first set. But uh, managed to get that, squeezed out a break in the second, and uh, he should feel very, very proud of his performance. You can see how fired up he is. Big, big win. So Ilya Ivashka knocks out the number one seed. He'll take on Emil Rusevori of Finland in one semifinal. And then Alcaraz, who we just saw win here in the nightcap, taking on Emer in the other semi. Vanya, what do you like in these two semis? We'll get to that in a little bit. But first, we're going to go to Cleveland for the women. And Daria Kasatkina, the number one seed in this tournament, should have caught a wild card for this one. And she's taken on Lynette. Yeah, on paper, this is a surprising result, but Lynette loves these fast courts. She's got a short, quick game. She plays very fast and early. Kasatkina, I think she likes courts being slower. Um, her game is not as suited for this fast court, and Lynette was just able to take control in this match. Unfortunately, Kazakina again, taking this wild card is really interesting. It shows to me that Kazakina wants to get more matches, that she's not quite ready for U.S. Open. She did get a couple of matches here. It'll be interesting to see at New York how it goes, how the speed of the court goes, if it suits her or not. And so she'll, she'll be a seated player in New York. You know, the, again, we're talking about everybody really calculating mm-hmm. what they want to get out of this week in these tournaments. Do you think, based on her performance, she got what she needed to be ready in New York? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure because these courts were so fast. I think U.S. Open's courts are going to be a little bit slower. I mean, there has to be some benefit of getting some matches, some wins under her belt. Again, going in as the number one seed, it's always tough because if you lose, you're always going to lose to someone that's ranked lower than you. So in terms of confidence, it's hard to weigh that. You know, I don't know if she was expecting to win the tournament. Being a seeded player at the U.S. Open does give her the benefit, though, that she's not going to play another seeded player. I think when you're ranked this high, you're, you're looking to do some damage at the U.S. Open. It's, it's not like you're coming into one of these events leading up to the U.S. Open not seeded, just hoping to make some extra points here. I remember not too many years ago, Leighton Hewitt was playing, I believe it was in Halle, and he played a couple of matches there, got a couple of wins out of his belt, and just pulled out in the quarterfinals, and then moved on to go play Wimbledon. He got exactly what he needed. And, of course, it's not fun to come into the U.S. Open off of a loss, but 
Kasatkina has gotten a couple of matches under her belt, and uh, I, I don't think it's too much to worry going into New York. All right, guys, also in Cleveland, Sarah Soribes Tormo of Spain. She came into this not having lost a set yet in the tournament, taking on Zhang Shui. Soribes Tormo is one of the most crafty players on tour. Her game has really come together nicely this year. She's just showing her variety and skill. Zhang is a player that likes rhythm. Soribes Tormo using her all-court game to really make Zhang feel uncomfortable. There you see her coming to the net. Very quick to move up and back, and her serve is looking much more solid than it has been in past years. And so she rolls here in Cleveland again. Has not lost a set. Got to be feeling good. She rolls into the semifinals, and we take a look at what we're looking at for Friday. We'll start things off with the number one seed, Alina Svitolina. She'll be taking on Rebecca Peterson of Sweden, and then Lynette and Begu. Uh, and see the nightcap there on the men's side, Alcarez and, and Michael Lemire. What do you like on this group? I'm actually very interested in this Cerebas Tormo Contevet match. Contevet has been so solid. She's a player that does fly under the radar, but she's been so consistent, so solid. She's got a big game. And Cerebas Tormo with that all court crafty game, it'll be a very fun match to watch. I think we're going to keep an eye on that last one, too, the one you just mentioned. You got, you got Emer and Alcaraz in there. And listen, we all know how strong Alcaraz is on the clay. I love the fact that he has Juan Carlos Ferrero in his corner. And now all of a sudden he's picking up some steam on the hard courts here. He's, he's completely in a high state of confidence right now, just 18 years old, everything ahead of him. If he can all of a sudden pick up this title... Who knows? It could be, it could be a surprise run. You know? All right. Well, we've got more highlights coming up from the quarterfinals from all over the place. But coming up a little bit later on TC Live, we'll look ahead to New York and talk about who could possibly be the stiffest competition for Ash Barty. Everybody likes her coming to New York, but who can possibly knock her out? We'll talk about that when we come back on TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Ash Barty is a two-time champion in Miami. Wimbledon champion, Ash Barty. The tears are coming. Ash Barty continues to cement her status as the best player on the planet. She will head to New York as the major favorite. Ash Barty, the number one player in the world, the Wimbledon champion. Coming in hot. I think just about everybody right now has to like her chances in New York. But there are 12 Grand Slam winners in this tournament. Three dropped out yesterday, but there are still 12 left. And so, guys, let's talk about this tournament a little bit, Vanya. And obviously, Barty has to be feeling good. She's confident. She wimbled in. You know, the Olympics, not quite as good a performance. But right now, when you look at where she is, she... she did not play for most of 2020. She didn't come back off of the restart. How surprised are you at how dominant she's been in 2021? 
I am not surprised at all. Ash Barty is one of the most grounded players on tour. I mean, she stopped early in her career because she got burned out. She realized what tennis means to her. And since then, she's been very consistent. COVID messed up the schedule and life of everyone, including players. So I think coming back, everyone was going through this reset mode. I think that the biggest challenge for her is Naomi Osaka. Prakash, I'm not sure what you think there. But I think Naomi Osaka, obviously last year's champion. She has that big game to, you know, big big and consistent game to beat Barty. Barty is a very crafty player. She knows how to play the court. She knows where her opponent is. And uh, so, for example, someone like Sabalenka, I think, can be a little bit erratic. And for me, Osaka is the one to beat her. Well, listen, she's been so impressive over the last few months, especially Wimbledon, Cincinnati. I want to see how she adjusts in New York. We've seen her uh, getting some good practice in there. But listen, it's a totally different vibe. You know, Wimbledon can be a little bit more laid back depending on where you stay. New York, there's, there's no getting around it. You know, the city is just all on you all the time. Whether you're, whether you're at the venue and now we're going to have full fans there, which is amazing, or you're in and out of the city. And it's just, it's a completely different energy there. And I just, I just, I want to see her acclimatize to it, get used to it, and, uh, and be the ash that uh, we all know her to be. Prakash, you have, you've had a chance to interview her a couple of times this year. She, by the way, she's a great interview. I mean, I love listening to her talk, incredibly engaging. In your conversations, what, what have you learned about the, the journey she's on this year? Well, she's, she's so humble and graceful that, you know, it makes you want to sign up as the first person to the Barty party whenever she's, whenever she's having one of those. But listen, the biggest thing that stands out is, is the mental space that she's gotten herself into. She hasn't been home since before Miami. So to not be home for that long and still find a way to relax, find a way to still eat the foods that you want to eat, find a way to still duplicate what it feels like to sleep in your own bed and then still feel refreshed even at this time in the season and play so well at Cincinnati. The toughest set she lost there, uh, that she won there, was a 7-6 set against Heather Watson early in the event. Otherwise, she cruised through it. So to be in such a good space at this late in that trip, just astounding. I mean, that's a great point there. It's late in the season. Australian players have it rough. They take a lot of time away from home. And you talked about U.S. Open having a different energy. I mean, we know that U.S. Open is the most exciting tournament for players. It's the the most exciting Grand Slam. Ash Barty, being an introvert, I mean, I, I can relate being an introvert. I did find, and I'm sure she finds, that it does get draining. But she has such a great team. And like we said, she's so level headed. I think she'll be just fine. All right, well, despite the, the dominance and the, the how many people like her, there are still a lot of players out there that can be there. There's been three Grand Slam champs already this year. Here's a look at the road that she has to take to this title, and you see uh, what, what she's looking at. Vanya, what, what do you like? And when you look at, at, at what she's got to go through, where do you think she could have some problems? Well, you know, we don't see Osaka in this road, so Osaka's on the other side. This is just going based upon rankings only. I mean, nowadays in the women's side, nowadays in, in tennis, there's just so, so much depth in the fields. Vana Reva, former Grand Slam finalist, Towson, an up-and-coming player, Kudermetova, a big hitting player. I mean, honestly, everybody can be a challenge for her. Listen, when, when you take a look at that, uh, the two names that stand out are probably Sviantek and, and Pliskova. Sviantek's been so comfortable on the clay, you really want to see her adapt that game to the hard courts. When she's striking both sides well, she's very dangerous. 
But I, I got my eye on Pliskova. I, I think she's going a little bit under the radar, even though she's had a brilliant summer. She made the final of Wimbledon. She made the final in Canada, semis in Cincinnati. She's been to the final of the U.S. Open back in 2016, so she knows how to play on hard courts. And she's one of the players that, when she's striking the ball well, especially that first serve, she can kind of take the racket out of your hand. So we have to see if everyone gets there. But listen, she could, she could certainly be a threat. All right, well, one player, unfortunately, we will not be seeing in New York, Jeannie Bouchard. We're seeing her here at Tennis Channel, and we're seeing her doing a whole bunch of other things. She's using her time recovering from injury in lots of different ways. We'll talk about a new job for Jeannie when we come back on TC Live. To Chicago we go, the number one seed, Alina Svitolina. She's looking to make a deep run in New York, taking on Kristina Malenovic. Svitolina looked so impressive today, showing off those wheels there. Definitely saw that her tactic was going to the weaker side of Mladenovic, which is that backhand side, trying to exploit that area. And an easy first set for her. And the second, you know, just kind of more of the same. Again, going to that backhand side again and again. Vladinovich is not an easy player to play against. A former top 10 player, has a lot of firepower. But Svitolina is so calm and poised, very consistent, and closes it out easily. And Svitolina, who lost in the round of 32 in both Canada and Cincinnati, but she's putting on a run. She'll take on Peterson of Sweden in one semifinal. The other semifinal, Alize Cornet got through. The other quarterfinal between Kostyuk and Gracheva was suspended. They lost light, so they'll finish that tomorrow morning to finish up the quarterfinals in Chicago. Back to Cleveland we go now. Siniakova and Kontavate. This was one of my favorite matches of the day. Siniakova was such a great counterpuncher and Kontavate. A very low-key player, kind of flies under the radar, but has a big game. Having contrasting styles, it matched up so well for me. Kontavate was able to just stay steady. Siniakova showing off her all-court game there, being a multiple Grand Slam doubles champion. It was definitely a tough fight for both of them. But Kontavate's powerful ground strokes and just consistent play kept her through. So a tight one for Kontavate, but she gets through in three sets and advances. Back to North Carolina now. The teenage sensation from Spain, Carlos Alcaraz, taking, off, taking on American Marcos Giron. Pretty high-quality first set to watch from both these guys. Alcaraz taking on my boy, Quadzilla, with those legs. Nico and Noah talked about it quite a bit, about how not much separating these guys in that first set. And uh, I thought whoever was going to take that breaker was going to separate themselves a little bit, especially Alcaraz. He's been such a good front runner this week, this year. And I love seeing him attack the net a little bit more. We all know how strong he is from the baseline and the fact that he is pressing a little bit. I think that's just going to improve his game just levels and levels. And we've seen this shot quite a few times, especially in that last match against Fucevic, which he was able to get out in three sets, that big forehand on the run. And just a little too tough there in the second set. Had a chance to close it out at 5-1, but closed it out here. Shows his appreciation, but a nice week 
for Jerome, putting up some wins on the board. All right, well, Alcaraz finds himself in, in a semifinal as things continue in Winston-Salem. Let's take a look at what's going on in social. And in case you don't know, today was National Dog Day. Venus Williams showing some love. And Prakash, did, did you get a chance to, to show some love to your dog on Instagram today? I certainly did. Posted a picture of us cuddling, me and Jonah. But <laughs> Harry, I haven't seen Harry in a bit. Harry has been a staple on the WTA, bringing smiles for quite some time. Uh, uh, Vanya, there's got to be a lot of uh, uh, ladies out there with their pups on tour. Any others that come to mind? Well, actually, I mean, Venus's pup is my favorite because she brings him everywhere. I remember playing Fed Cup, and she brought him on court, and he's so cute, just livens up the place. Well, that certainly has got to improve your mood. when you're, Even though she's not playing New York, she gets to hang out a little more with the pooch. So, adorable. Meanwhile, our new colleague, Jeannie Bouchard, here at Tennis Channel. You saw her doing some TV with us not too long ago. Of course, we know what she can do on the tennis court. Well, potentially a new profession for Jeannie Bouchard, flight attendant. She's been killing it here in the studio, and she got to live out her Britney Spears toxic music video dream here. I just want to know, as a, as a stewardess, are you, when I'm asking for a tequila after 6 p.m., are you giving me the short pour, or are you giving me the long pour? That's either a thumbs up or a thumbs down, but it looks like, looks like she killed it. For you, Prakash, always the long pour. There you go. Avanya <laughs> knows what I'm talking about, especially there has been a long flight, long day, you know. But she, uh, I think she's, she's working the swag there. She had all the different outfits here on TC Live. Then she goes, uh, complete stewardess there. Oh, pulling it off. Look, the motion when you're telling the whole cabin exactly what's going on. I dig it. I'm here for it. Double thumbs up. Those look like some happy passengers there. <laughs> I, I think they're feeling pretty good. Not unclear whether that flight ever actually left the ground. That's a promotional shoot for a new Canadian airline. All right, so here's a look at our schedule for tomorrow. We start off. In Chicago at 1.30 Eastern, and then Cleveland, tennis in the land at 2, and the men in North Carolina at 7 Eastern time. Back with more TC Live after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't miss Daily Grand Slam coverage of the 2021 U.S. Open on Tennis Channel. Tune in every morning at 10 o'clock Eastern time for a one-hour Tennis Channel Live pregame show. Then, after play is over, you can catch encores of the best matches nightly at midnight. It all begins Monday. Excited for the Open in New York. Coming up on Tennis Channel. And here's a look at some of the interesting first-round matches on the women's side. And you got to love this one, Vanya. Madison Keys and Sloane Stevens right out of the gate. Yeah, that Keys-Stevens match has to be the most fun and interesting match for all of us. A rematch of the finals of U.S. Open four years ago. And the winner of that match is potentially going to play Coco Golf, but she has a very difficult task in Magdalenette, who's still currently playing a very solid player herself. But Madison Keys and Sloane Stevens, it's got to be tough. They're both friends on and off the court and both incredible athletes, incredible players. It'll be a great level, and we'll see whoever wins that match 
will have a great chance going forward. Prakash on the men's side. I mean, these, these are some unbelievable first-round matchups. Murray, Titsipas, and then we've seen Nakashima and Isner go at it a couple times this summer. They'll get each other again in the first round. Listen, we're going to have to see when these matches are, Monday or Tuesday, but let me tell you something. Both days, I'm going to get some pancakes, some sweet potato fries, maybe some wings, some burgers, sit on the couch and enjoy all of these. Tough to pick which one stands out here, but maybe it's American versus American. John has been a stalwart, the veteran, uh, holding down the number one American spot for so long, and Nakashima is just so on the rise. I love watching that guy battle. That's going to be a great one, but uh, shout out to Sir Andy Murray and Tsitsipas. Got a... Got to check that out. Hopefully, Murray can muster up some magic. That's one I could see on the night session for sure. Yes. One of the first couple of nights yes. feels like an Arthur Ashe Stadium match. Hot shot of the day, Prakash, Emer, and TFO. Well, this took place early in the match here, but uh, look at Francis' reaction after. Oh, give me some love. Give me some love. He was feeling himself after this one. And you know what? That's one of the reasons Francis plays, you know? And we know he works hard, but he loves the moments with the crowds. And you know what? He plays with them, too. So he's a gem to the game. The crowd loved him there, and I'm sure they're, they're not happy to see him go down at no. Winston-Salem. He was a crowd pleaser all week. Yeah, he's definitely a favorite everywhere he goes, but he's got to be really pleased to go to New York. I mean, his girlfriend told me that he's very excited to have fans in the stadium. Last year, there was no fans in New York. And also because of COVID protocol, he can have his friends and family there as well. It's got to be very dear to his heart. All right, here's what's on tap for tomorrow here on Tennis Channel and TC+. Prakash, what do you want to watch here? Well, again, my, my eyes are going to the bottom there. He's the only seed left in the event, Carlos Alcaraz. So Emer's going to be very fired up, his first semi there. But uh, that's probably my match, and I'm watching out for the day. On the women's side, what do you like tomorrow? I love that Cerebus Tormo Contevet, the contrasting styles. I do have to go into the men's side, and I just have to say how impressive Alcaraz is as 18 years old. Again, our friendship is longer than that. So <laughs> <laughs> some great matches to watch. All right, your first TC Live, how was it? It was exciting, and I'm so glad to be working with these amazing gentlemen. All right. Vanya, you killed it, but uh, I think we should maybe get a Versa climber in the back oh here. Oh, you, you know. All right. <laughs> yes. We got to go. Vanya, it was great. Prakash, good to see you. We'll see you all tomorrow here on Tennis Channel Live. Have a great night.